Hello, welcome to my secret obsession. Today we begin season five and a new book in the Savage Security series. Stolen Kiss is an exciting romantic thriller. A sociopath is on the hunt. Brett Silva's handsome face is plastered all over town on placards praising his success. But neither his eyes nor his friendly smile betray the dark beast that lurks within. A beast that requires sacrifices. But one mistake endangers Brett's survival. One Amazon reviewer says, This cut me on the edge of my seat. Stolen Kiss is a must-read for romantic suspense fans. So, get comfy, turn up the volume, and let's read a book. Stolen Kiss, Chapter 1 The siren call of nature flit delightfully through the crisp breeze and reminded Brett Silva why he loved this time of year. The warm days teased of an early spring but he knew that winter could return with a vengeance at any time. But for now, he'd enjoy the fluttering of the birds as they danced from tree to tree with delight. The bright males puffed out their chests and sang their arias to pique a lover's attention. The squirrels and chipmunks skittered through the park, chasing each other in a timeless dance through the ground cover until the females succumbed to the male's charms. Strength contrasted with weakness. Dominance blended with submission. The time-honored ritual that ensured the survival of life played out before him. Brett had mastered his own ritual. The hunt. Life had somehow transformed him into a predator. He wasn't a pervert, but he did need to quell the nightmares that haunted him. Some nights he'd wake up in a cold sweat, his heart pounding and horrible memories burning his eyes. It was those nights that propelled him into action. And so far, the only way he'd been able to achieve peace was by surrounding himself with beauty. He never knew when he'd meet that perfect woman, the one who would ignite an overwhelming need in him to possess her. Sometimes the need was triggered by her mesmerizing eyes or the perfection of her curves. Sometimes even the brilliance of her mind. It didn't matter what initiated the hunt. It only mattered that he finished it. As time passed, and he perfected his craft, he began to recognize his triggers and understand his need for control. Females are not created equal. The weak and mild, despite their beauty, were boring. Their personalities lacked passion and turned his stomach. It was as if they admitted a sour gas that went straight to his gut and gave him indigestion. He enjoyed the confident pretty ones, the ones that turned heads wherever they went. It was their perfection that set his heart hammering. Their smiles initiated a slow burn that grew as he covertly maneuvered his way through their courtship that always ended in an all-consuming blaze of satisfaction. Brett ambled down the curvy pathway in the park towards a bench that was absconded among the bare trees. Soon, the trees would robe themselves in fresh greens with brilliant flowers that drew tourists from all corners of the world. But for now, he would settle in the haunting beauty of the naked branches that reached towards the sky as they searched for warmth and life. A calming peace settled over him as he approached the bench. This was his bench, the one he sat on every chance he got, even in the cool winter days. He settled himself on the chilly metal seat and placed his lunch bag next to him. He wasn't sure what he enjoyed more about the park, the beauty of nature, 
or the beauty of the women that strolled past him in an endless parade. The stay-at-home moms pushed strollers with babbling children. Young co-eds spread out on the green spaces with their various gadgets, and women who fought their slowing metabolism as their years drifted farther and farther from their youth all entertained him. Taking a deep breath and another look around, he noticed the female jogger. She was becoming a daily ritual. Her toned legs were wrapped in skin-tight spandex and pounded the sidewalk as she approached him. Her arms moved in sequence with her legs, and her face was set in determination. The tight fit of her sports bra couldn't restrain her full breast from bouncing with the movements. He knew her schedule, but not her name. She always jogged at the same time each day, and he always made sure he was around to see her. As much as he liked watching her, she'd never been worthy of placement in his collection. He'd seen her pushing a stroller full of kids before. He figured they were now in preschool or some other place where people stash kids. But regardless, if she was a mom, then it was too late for her. Her abdomen and breasts would have the faint scars of imperfection crisscrossing her flesh. With a final glance at her ass as she passed, he opened his lunch bag and dug into his food. There were no surprises waiting for him, especially since he packed his own lunch. Each day he ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, a single serving bag of chips, a cup of fresh fruit, and his carrot sticks and broccoli. He never packed a sweet dessert in his lunch. He worked hard to maintain his athletic form. His body fat was at an impressive 13%, and between his running and weightlifting schedule, he delayed the slow creep of weight gain through the years. The never-ending carousel of women in the park always made lunch go by too quickly. As much as he enjoyed the entertainment, he looked forward to the warmer weather when the women would wear less clothes. Now, most wore tight-fitting pants that cradled their asses, which he truly appreciated. But once the heat hit, their bare legs would showcase the cut of their muscles in their legs. Their breasts would not be covered by sweatshirts or jackets. Instead, their breasts would bounce and jiggle with their movements in their tight tops, delighting his more carnal impulses. He loved women. When it came to fulfilling his sexual desires, he enjoyed every body shape. He enjoyed the softness of a curvy woman with breasts too large for his hands to contain. He loved the sleek, toned look of the athletic woman. But when it came to one of his projects, to his collection, he had very strict standards that he never relaxed. If those standards were not met, the nightmares remained, and he hated the nightmares. Brett glanced at his watch. As much as he loved sitting on the bench in the park in the warmer weather, the lunch break was almost over. He needed to get back to work and his responsibilities. He had an appointment at one that he couldn't miss. It was a young woman searching for her first home. He was confident he could find the right place for her. Fulfilling people's desires was his profession. Chapter 2 Bella Chan closed her desk drawer and set her purse on the desktop. She was done for the day. She'd hacked her way through the mound of paperwork that had grown overnight like a weed on miracle Grow, and managed to reply to the emails that flooded her mailbox. And now, with a stomach full of nerves, she stood and made her way to Jack Black's office. She didn't know why she was so nervous. Everyone at work knew they were dating. Was that what they were doing? 
She was pretty sure they were dating. If they weren't dating, she would have to admit that her relationship with him was bordering on friends with benefits. And she wasn't into that. She refused to be a placeholder for a guy while he looked for a better woman. Her relationship with Jack was moving forward, even if only at the pace of a sloth drugged on Ambien. But so far, he didn't seem to mind, which she was grateful for. He never pressured her for sex or to talk about her feelings for him. But he hadn't laid his heart at her feet again, like he had that day in her apartment after she'd been attacked. So now, guilt gnawed at her, turning her stomach inside out. Jack was the type of guy who got things done, and he most definitely wanted to do her. She stopped outside his office, raised her hand, and knocked. Come in, Jack said as he hit send on the email that explained his suggestions for the client's company to help with on-site security. He glanced up as Bella entered the room. He'd wanted her since the day he'd met her. She had a beauty that didn't have anything to do with looks. He'd instantly recognized her sweet spirit in her eyes. Jaded, or malicious people have a hardness to their gaze that sends out a subconscious warning to others. She lacked that. Instead, she radiated compassion and peace, and he loved soaking up her positivity. It didn't matter how many times he looked at her. He still couldn't get used to the fact that she was in his life as an active participant and not just a friend on the periphery of his social circle. Their relationship was complicated, but as far as he was concerned, they'd skipped the getting-to-know-you phase of dating and landed squarely in the committed stage. The bummer was that whenever he moved too close sexually, she pulled away. He knew that because of Bastard, his not-so-complimentary name for Eric James, the man who tried to kill her. Hey there, Jack said. He stepped from behind his desk to approach her. His hands itched to explore her body. He couldn't take his eyes off of her. Her shiny black hair hung over her shoulders. The pink-colored tips rested on her perky breasts. Her dark brown eyes always shone with compassion, and he especially loved the crooked smile she gave him. Hey, Bella replied. She couldn't help but smile. He did that to her. He'd been patient and supportive as she dealt with the fallout from her attack, but as much as she hated thinking about the attack, she couldn't get Eric out of her head. She still woke at night, thrashing in bed as she fought to tear his hands from her neck. She'd been working with the therapist to deal with the fear and paranoia that kept her from enjoying her life, and all that was going to change tonight. The first step was to stop feeling sorry for herself. The more time she spent with Jack, the more she realized that he'd been through a lot, too. She may have been through hell with Eric, but that was a blip on the screen of her life. Jack and the others had survived far worse. They had lived in a pit of vipers for years while in the service, and it was that reality that urged her to reclaim her life. If the guys could live with the ghosts of their past, there was no reason why she couldn't thrive in her future. Jack stopped in front of her and casually leaned against the desk. She looked good. Her bruises had disappeared over the weeks since the attack, and her spirit improved each day. He knew she was working with a therapist, and he was proud of her for that. It took courage to bury your soul to another and confront your fears. Are you leaving for your appointment now? He asked. He wanted to pull her in for a hug, to nuzzle her head against his chest, but she was strict about their physical relationship at work. He could understand that. 
but he also knew that the others knew about his feelings for her. If she showed some affection, it wouldn't be the end of the world. None of the others would be bothered. Yes, she replied. You know where I'll be if you need me. She said it even though she didn't need to. Jack had her cell number and knew her routine. Although their relationship had changed dramatically, she still wasn't quite sure what they were doing. But whatever it was, she enjoyed it. When they were alone at his house, they kissed and hugged. But they hadn't moved on to more intimate things. If his hands wandered too close to her breasts or butt, she shut down. She hated Eric for leaving her scarred in that way that no one could see but that still cut her to the core. Up to this point, Jack's simple gestures of affection had been enough for her. But he hadn't complained. Perhaps the baby steps that she and Jack were taking were the most stable way to advance their relationship. Do you want me to pick something up for dinner on the way home? he asked. Home. He said it as if his place was her home, too. Ever since the attack, she'd been a house guest of his. She'd moved in for protection while they'd sought out the threat but she hadn't had the courage to leave the safety of his house or his presence after the threat had been eliminated. They needed to have a conversation. Where were they headed? No, she shrugged. I'm going to stop by the store on the way to your place. I'm making you a special meal. And she hoped to offer him a dessert that he'd been craving for too long. Jack raised an eyebrow. No, she shrugged. I'm going to stop by the store on the way to your place. I'm making you a special treat. And she hoped to offer him a dessert that he'd been craving for too long. Jack raised an eyebrow and smirked. A special meal? He paused and let the phrase hang in the air between them. They'd fallen into a routine that he enjoyed. They cooked dinner together and chilled on the sofa in the evening. What are we celebrating? She cocked her head and gave him a smile. We aren't really celebrating. I just want to thank you for everything you've done. He'd been awesome. While she'd fallen apart like wet bread, he'd been her rock. He leaned forward and took his hand in hers. He studied her petite hand as it rested against his palm. The difference between their hands was dramatic. Her soft, smooth skin contrasted with his larger, rough hands. He liked that she was soft and feminine. She added a piece to his life that he thought he'd lost forever. You know I'm happy to be here for you, don't you? He said. I love having you around. He didn't ever want to let her go. He'd craved her like a drunk needing vodka for more months than he cared to admit. The sound of his voice and the heat in his gaze showed the truth in his words. Bella nodded her head. Of course. And I like being around. Her big smile crinkled the skin beside her eyes. I just wanted to do something to show my appreciation. Stepping up on her tiptoes, she pressed a kiss to his cheek. Hopefully, by the end of the day, she would take their relationship to the next level. His heart picked up speed as her lips left his face. He wanted to pull her to the couch and deepen the kiss, but that was strictly forbidden. Besides, he knew he'd get a taste of her lips in the evening, so he never pressured her at work. They'd established a makeout routine in the evenings that always left him wanting more. He wasn't sure why she always shut down if he moved to touch her too intimately. But thankfully, Valentine's Day was quickly approaching. He had already laid his heart on the altar. Now he hoped that Cupid would honor his prayers and hit her heart squarely in the middle, 
so he could worship her body like the proselyte he was. Bella moved to the door and looked over her shoulder as she crossed the threshold. See you later. The spark in her eyes filled him with desire. He couldn't wait to get his hands on her. Thank you for sharing your time with me. I hope that you enjoyed these chapters of Stolen Kiss. New chapters drop on Tuesdays and Fridays. To keep up with the various novels and authors that we will feature, you can follow my secret obsession on Facebook, Instagram, and X at Cherish Lively, or visit the website at tinyurl.com slash Cherish Lively. Goodbye.